Allow me to reintroduce myself. Now tuned into the greatest. What's up, people? And welcome to the Supreme Decisions Supreme Legal Minute Podcast. And today I want to get into something that it seems that a lot of people are beginning to panic about because we're getting news that's not accurate for the most part. And today is going to be about the First Amendment. And more importantly, it's going to be the Freedom of Information Act because there are a lot of intricacies within it that most people have little to no idea exists, even with me doing multiple videos on it. But today I want to bring that because there was a case that I'm going to do a video on probably later on today because it's kind of rainy. But I wanted to actually make sure everybody had a complete understanding of what it is and why it is. But we want to start with the government by strengthening section 552 of Title V, the United States Code, which is federal law. And that is the Freedom of Information Act. And basically, it was enacted on December 17, 2007, the 110th Congress, first session, and session 2488. And basically, what happens on this part of the Freedom of Information Act is called the openness promotes effectiveness in our National Government Act of 2007 or the Open Government Act of 2007. And the reason why I'm saying it that way is because I've actually talked about this uh, probably about six months ago. And the reason being is because I wanted to point out the platform for media. Now, granted, most people have no idea what media is or even the First Amendment because I believe it's Navarro v. California that a lot of people brought up because they're saying it's attacking the First Amendment or allowing for police to do retaliatory arrest and when I've gone over it a hundred thousand times of basically the the every aspect of a police investigation needs to be challenged I'm gonna say that one every aspect of a police investigation should be challenged because when I spoke about the justice system not being for the innocent, and I look at the fact that we're in an adversarial, pretty much democracy, because it is written that we have the right to challenge, yet only 5% do. A lot of people get upset about the actions of police officers, yet no one questions it. And when you're talking about freedoms man only has the rights he will defend not that he can the rights he will defend and the state can't give you rights they can only offer privileges they are responsible as public servants for your safety which is why you have statutes codes and ordinances which illustrate policy which is why statutes codes and ordinances changes from county to county and state to state but when you're talking about law law is the same in Georgia 
as it is in Hawaii, as it is in Texas, as it is in California, as it is in South Dakota, as it is in Florida, which is kind of questionable, <laughs> as it is in Chicago. Now, the Freedom of Information Act itself was signed into law on July 4th, 1966. And basically, in Bar v. Mateo, 360 U.S. 564-1959. Notice that one is actually prior to the Freedom of Information Act. The effective functioning of a free government like ours depends largely on the force of an informed public opinion. This calls for the widest possible understanding of the quality of government service rendered by all elective or appointed public officials or employees. Now, understanding just that Supreme Court decision, it allows for us to go a little deeper because it goes into elected appointed and just general employees all of which are public servants all of which are liable personally for the decisions they make that deal with public safety because what you have to understand is they are there to work for your benefit whether they're an employee whether they're an elective official, whether they're an appointed official. And that was one of those distinctions because I'm going to get in this week about qualified immunity. And that statement is a huge one because it lets you know and understand because a violation of a clearly established law or constitutional right which is why they have officer discretion. When that is violated, they lose qualified immunity, especially because they are deemed to know the law, which is why they are law enforcement and not policy enforcement officials. Now, you also have to understand that it itself must be governed by a presumption of openness. So when we're doing these Freedom of Information Act requests, we have to look at the fact that we're asking for information that is public information for the interests of the public, whether that's one person or 10 people. If you are a public official, you are liable and you have to answer, you know, the word amenable. Georgia has this in this constitution as a public official, whether they're elected, appointed, or an employee. They are the fiduciary trust trustee of the public. They have a fiduciary duty towards the benefit of the public. They are amenable to the public at all times. And they must be open not only because they've taken an oath, but because they are servants of the public. And 
what they're doing is allowed to be seen by their employers or the people they serve. And the Freedom of Information Act establishes a strong presumption in favor of disclosure. While you cannot request personal information, you can request a police officer's personnel file. That is not work product on certain aspects. You can ask for not specific arrest records unless they're yours, but you can ask for the amount of arrest, the areas of arrest, the totality of arrest of certain groups in certain areas, in certain economical situations. You can ask for that. Why? Because that is a public service that they must provide. And the United States Department of State versus Ray, 502 U.S. 164, 1991, a presumption that applies to all agencies by the Freedom of Information Act. Because what did I just say? The act stipulates our system of government must itself be governed by a presumption of openness. So in United States Department of State versus Ray 502 U.S. 164-1991, a presumption that applies to all governed by this act. And who's governed by this act? Elected officials, appointed officials, and employees of the state and federal government. Why? If they're making a choice to not disclose, they are openly violating the Freedom of Information Act. While work product is a reason for denial, if you're not asking for personal records, you can get personnel records. One of the things I want to go into is section 552 part a part 4 part a part 2 of title 5 of the freedom information act it goes into what i was speaking about when i talked about the first amendment because again that is part of the openness of the government this is the part where a lot of auditors kind of miss the boat because they have court cases they have one or two court cases and they're ready to fly. But this is why it goes beyond the Supreme Court cases. But it stays within the guideline of the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution. Because federal law, could I think, Howlett v. Rose, and I say it constantly, establishes the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution. And again, in that section... A representative of the news media means any person or entity that gathers information of potential interest to a segment of the public, uses it editorially to turn the raw materials into a distinct work, and dis 
distributes that work to an audience. Whenever I spoke about this initially, if you are walking around with a camera, you have these guys and young ladies that are cop watchers. You have these guys and young ladies that actually go out and um, some people refer to them as ambulance chasers. Why? Because they get videos. They upload them to YouTube. VO. Daily Motion. Um, Vimeo. And Instagram. And hundreds of Snapchat. Hundreds of other platforms where they have an audience. And the understanding of an audience can be two people. Which is why if you're publishing something that you know is a lie, you are brought up on slander or libel lawsuits. Okay. <laughs> Went brain dead for a second. But understanding that YouTube is a platform. Facebook is a platform. And these people that you distributed to, because whether you have one friend or one million friends, you have an audience. They are interested in what you're putting up. They're interested in the news you're gathering. And the obstruction of that is a willful violation. It is an act that, because they are deemed to know the law, is directly and adverse to their qualified immunity because it is, an, it is a clearly established law that they are violating. And because they are law enforcement, they're deemed to know the law. So they know if they are obstructing your videotaping, if they're obstructing your view, like they do more often not, like shining a flashlight at your camera, they know that is a constitutional violation. They know that strips them of qualified immunity. They know that people have been held liable for doing those things. So... When I talk about a willful act, a willful act is one that's done knowingly, or ignorance, because they're doing something because they don't know they can't do it. It is a loss of qualified immunity. Why? Because if they're acting under ignorance, ignorance is no excuse because they are deemed to know the law because they are law enforcement now I can say it a hundred thousand different ways but at the end of the day that is the only way that matters because when we're talking about this we're talking about the simple inst of understanding how to perform your job that most benefits the people you serve it's not about how that person feels that's why you have an investigation. That's why USV Sharp established 20 minutes. That is why if they don't charge you within that 20 minutes and you don't make a request for, oh, go get your dog, or I need to talk to a supervisor, they have 20 minutes to make a determination of if you are part of the problem or if there's a different issue at hand because they are responsible for your safety. And if they're doing anything outside those guidelines, they are personally liable for any damages that are done to you, and you do not have to receive physical harm. If someone that is done in your family, 
such as an immediate family like brother, sister, husband, wife, children. If that child or husband or that person is murdered, just like Botham Jane, he was murdered in his own home by the acts of Amber Geiger. That goes under negligence, although she was not acting as a police officer at the time. She did something in the line of her personal aspects, and therefore she is personally liable for wrongful death, regardless if she's convicted or not, which we'll get into that later. But understanding, her job is to be responsible. Her job was to be responsible. Her job was to be responsible for the well-being of the public. And even one of the videos I put up recently, I even showed a police officer's first line of duty is preservation of life. Why? Because they have to work towards the benefit of the public. Now, I spoon-feed a lot of this information to everybody. I know that I do it purposely because if I give it to you all at one time, you can't swallow. I want to make sure it's easily digestible. I want to make sure you can savor every bite of it because what I'm giving you is nourishment, not only for your mind, it's nourishment for your soul. It's allowing you to sleep better at night. It's allowing not only you to be able to get to your job safely. It's not only allowing you to be able to get to point A and point B or even have an encounter with a police officer and be safe but it's allowing them to know what their job is. It's allowing them to perform their job at a professional level. It's allowing them to do the exact same thing is get home to their loved ones and do what's right. Do what they swore to God that they were going to do. Like they were going to uphold and defend the rights that God gave you. They're not going to infringe on the rights that God gave you. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I give it to you in the means that I'm giving it to you. Because I want to make sure it's understood. I want to keep it so simple a child can understand. Now, Abraham Lincoln quoting that or saying that or whatever or being coined with that. That's one of the things that I want to make sure that is being done because even my children need this. Your children need this. This is something that's not being taught in schools unless you're going for higher education. And even higher education stops you at a point. Because unless you're studying and applying constitutional law, are you really studying and practicing law? Or are you studying statutes, codes, and ordinances which limit you to a space? Because you remember I did the survey back probably a little more than a year ago where I spoke about people being relegated to one place. 75% of people, wherever they graduated from high school from, that's pretty much where they're at their entire life. And your parents always tell you, hey, you don't want to get stuck with them people because they're never going anywhere. Well, that's one of the things that give 75% of the people that you see and grew up with, guess what? They're still there. Those are the people that are still in that mess. This is one thing I want to talk. I want to even keep everybody on that level safe because it allows for the people that are in those areas that are dealing with the people that are going up in these systems and not, not falling to the norms of that system, but help relegate what is supposed to be done, 
not what is being done. And now I'm going to get back on topic. <laughs> okay. And, but understanding on just that aspect, on those levels, when those videos are being made, which when those videos are being edited, because I actually like to take a few of them apart um, and do them, because I want to illustrate even these police officers have no clue what the hell they're doing. Why? Because they're not taught law. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Police officers are not taught law. Just like I also put on several of my videos, police officers are not taught to actually find the truth. They're taught to close cases. Why? Because what they're doing is not about law. It's about generating revenue. Now, if they actually went out and investigated, they always hear that statement or you always hear that statement of them saying oh well you're being difficult well if I go to McDonald's and I order a Big Mac and they hand me a quarter pounder am I being difficult because they didn't hand me my order correctly because I shouldn't be called difficult if I'm asking you to perform your job at the level it's supposed to be performed because if you haven't had a call then what are we here for if you don't have probable cause then what are we here for? And i never seen anyone get a warrant for the words, I don't know. Because a warrant can only be issued on probable cause, you know, which is in the goddamn constitution that you said you were going to uphold and defend. It is literally in there. A warrant will only be issued on probable cause. So I don't know is not probable cause. So for me being difficult for asking you to perform your job is saying that you are a complete idiot and you are incompetent and don't deserve to wear the uniform. So at the end of the day, my difficulty becomes from your lack of ability. I can't do your job for you because even Florida v. Warrior said, I don't even have to help you. Why? Because again, the Constitution says I can shut the fuck up. You have a duty. I don't. My duty is to go about my life. Your duty is to make sure I'm doing it at the best possible level. That's it. If you're choosing not to do it properly, I can't assist you in being better. And even with the Freedom of Information Act, or even the Open Government Act of 2007, you're looking at these publications and the person who makes these products available for purchase or by subscription or by free distribution to the, dem uh, to the general public. So basically, again, whether you're buying it on a newsstand or you're getting it on YouTube, or as they say, for thumbs up and likes or Facebook or what have you. Well, at the end of the day, if you're doing your job properly, we will not have those levels of incompetency. We will not have those levels of being difficult. Why? Because you are doing what you are supposed to do. Now, a lot of us don't want to deal with that. I get it, which is why only 5% of people that actually get stopped or deal with anything actually go and fight it in court. That is where the change comes in because behavior is determined by those that are standing up to what's being issued to them. Now, when we're talking about, again, these platforms who make their products available for purchase by subscription by free distribution to the general public those are the people that are deemed media because even a freelance journalist 
shall be regarded as working for a news media entity if the journalist can demonstrate a solid basis for expecting publication through that entity, whether or not the journalist is actually employed by the entity. Because again, you could be getting what's called B-roll from anywhere. People riding in and out, people walking by. I actually do a lot of BS filming, if you can call that, because I'll just actually ride down the road and stick my camera to the window or out the window and record shit that we're riding by. Why? Because I might not use it now. I might use it a year from now. Or I might just post it online and somebody else uses it. Maybe it's something that somebody sees. Am I doing it for free? Yeah, because I don't really care about it. I'm not filming it just to be doing something. I'm actually filming it for ideas. That idea might not be mine. And guess what? I'm not going to stop the free flow of ideas. But in essence, because I have an audience for that, and even on the channel I posted, I think I have like 19 subscribers, which baffles the hell out of me because most of the time I'm posting trash on that channel. But I have 19 people that actually watch it. You know, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about these entities, when you're talking about these aspects, when you're talking about what's going on in the government, it is legal. Now, are there going to be areas where there's personal information like social security numbers, names, address, dates of birth? Yes. Will you be privy to that information? No, because again, personal records and personnel records are two separate issues. Personnel records, yes, which is why poster seven in the post office clearly states anywhere the public is allowed, you can you can film. That, why? Because of the Freedom of Information Act and the Open Government Act. Now, interacting with post office officials and post office patrons, no. You can walk around with a camera long as you're not blocking an entrance, long as you're not obstructing flow. You can film. Why? Because Poster 7 allows that. Why? Because the Freedom of Information Act. Why? Because the Open Government Act 2007. All those work in concert. Why? Because the governed controls the governed. A lot of y'all not even going to catch that, but that's okay because I'm going to keep moving on because I'm going to get a question about that later. And I appreciate that. I enjoy your comments. I even enjoy the snide remarks. But at the end of the day, it does not change what this is because we all need to know this. We all need to understand these operations. We all need to be able to enforce and fight for the rights we will defend are the only rights we will maintain from God. We have a right to defend. Why? Because we are in an adversarial system, which is why we have the confrontation clause of the Sixth Amendment, because we're adversarial. They knew that we were going to be fighting for something. And at the end of the day, we're fighting for everything, every inch, every step that we take we are fighting for and if you're not willing to fight you are not able to complain either fight or shut up 
Because if you're not fighting, you're telling them their behavior is okay. If you're not fighting and someone gets gunned down, you're telling them, okay, well, that's cool because I'll let you off. I said it was all right because I'm not willing to stand up to you. Because everybody knows the only way to stop a bully from bullying you is to punch him in the mouth. Everybody also knows the most dangerous person is someone that gets backed into a corner where they have no choice but to fight. And what we are in is in the proverbial corner. The question is, are you going to just sit there and take it or are you going to fight? Because that's where we're at. Because they're going to continue to escalate. They're going to continue to be more vigilant and more destructive for the most part. Because I think that's the only word I can use for the behavior that's being illustrated. Is they're becoming more destructive because they want you to fear them. They've actually openly put in a Supreme Court decision that they're not going to hire intelligent people. As, as basic police officers anyway. So the people that we encounter, most of them are not going to be very intelligent people. Because if you're too smart, you're going to be able to see. And you're also going to understand that it's about con being able to control and manipulate. Why? Because it's about revenue. It's not about using common sense and actually determining what's really going on or actually paying attention to what's really going on. It's about enforcing fear and demonstrating, I want your money. Because I think back in the day, they used to call that armed robbery. Right now, we call it the judicial system. And now, again, all of that deals with the First Amendment. They say, oh, they're attacked. Uh, the judicial system, Supreme Court has ruled against they're allowing police to... No, they're not allowing police to do shit other than their job. Which is why I also did the videos and podcasts on Roe v. Wade. I did the video on Brett Kavanaugh. Because again, when you understand the totality that Roe v. Wade has you'll understand that's not going to be turned over. Why? Because you would have to turn over so much other shit. You would have to be blatant on so much other shit that it's not going to happen because you have to hit so many pockets to overturn it. And even when you're looking at these crazy abortion restrictions that are being placed by Alabama, Mississippi, Ohio, Illinois, and you're looking at what's going on, all of them are saying, we did it knowing it's not going to stand. Even Georgia. Georgia had a case that went on the exact same day as Roe v. Wade. And they generally set up the restrictions for abortion. And they went out and did something with Brian Kemp knowing that it's not going to stand. But again, they want the fight. But what most people are not going to do, they're not going to challenge it. They're not going to stand against it. They don't want to be that voice of opposition. Why? Because that's scary. That's, that's real scary. To stand up against someone that's hitting you in the mouth. And most people go, oh, well, that doesn't direct 
directly affect me, but if I give up one right, don't I give up all of them? Because that's what they do. A bully doesn't hit you and just take your money one day. They keep coming. They keep wanting more. They keep hitting you for more. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I ain't got nothing else left to give you. And what you're doing, in essence, when you're not fighting for one, when you're saying it's okay for them to take that one, you're trusting that they're going to stop at one. But you're not, you're not, I'm, I'm actually going to go to Tony Montana. A lot of y'all like Scarface. And he said, you're underestimating the greed of the other guy. And that's what we're, we're a greedy society. We are greedy in every aspect. So if we're allowing them to murder in Chicago, we're allowing them to murder in Florida without without repercussion or cause. We're allowing them to murder here in Texas. And we're saying it's okay. We're assailing them. It's okay to kill everyone. It's okay for you to be a coward and not do your job and preserve life. When we're allowing them to obstruct what the, when we're trying to see what they're doing. Because here's the funny part. There are so many videos that are out of horrible police officers behaving horribly. And I constantly talk about the assholeness and <laughs> lack of effectiveness of the blue wall. Why? Because they have a gang mentality. They literally no snitching. And they don't correct the behavior of their brethren. And then you wonder why people treat you the way you... Because I actually talked to a police officer one day and it was funny as shit to me. Because he was talking about how he don't know when he encounters someone if how they're going to respond. And I smiled and I asked him, I said, well, how many times have you met somebody in any given day and they were happy to see you. The entire situation was a happy situation. Oh, the police officers are here. Oh, it's just a great day. No, you never meet anybody in a good mood. You are supposed to be trained in meeting people in a horrible mood. You're not a store clerk. You don't have to give that type. You have to be respectful, but you're not a store clerk. A store clerk is not trained in how to deal with somebody with a gun. You are. And if you are afraid to do your job, you're becoming a disgrace to uniform. Yes, people are more guarded when they deal with police. Why? Because one, we know they're not going to correct any behavior that's done wrong. That's one. Two, we know they're not there for any good because we see so many videos of them doing the wrong thing. And we do it. We see it in a widespread nature. So it's not just doing one police department. It's, you know, they always talk about cancer and gangrene. This is cancer. The cancer is not spread, but it's become infectious. Because you're looking at, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go to Chicago. And only because Eddie T. Johnson, he's upset about Jesse Smollett. He's still pursuing this Jesse Smollett. But your officers are still murdering civilians. 
You're asking for something from Justice Smollett that you yourself won't do. The mayor of Chicago, he's asking for something from Justice Smollett that he is unwilling to do. His constituents are murdering the people that they serve, but he's asking for something from someone else. He's appearing on TV shows, but he's asking for something from someone else that appears on the TV show that he's unwilling to do. He's suing. He's allowing a lawsuit of that person that's on TV. But he's denying accountability for his subordinates. You want accountability from someone else that you can't prove did anything wrong. But there's blatant proof. Not only video, but his audio of multiple incidents of your subordinates doing wrong and you're allowing it. But then again, you want people to trust you. You want people to say it's okay and be kind to what most of these police officers are not afraid are afraid of is not the person standing in front of them. They're afraid of karma. And the one thing I love about Little Wayne, and most of y'all may or may not agree, and at the end of this, it really doesn't matter because, like I said, I appreciate about Lil Wayne is the simple fact that Lil Wayne spoke about karma. Because karma is reaping what you sow. Knowing is half the battle. But at the end of the day, Lil Wayne spoke about life's a bitch. Make sure that bitch is beautiful. And what these police officers are not doing is making sure that bitch is beautiful. They're creating situations that are being escalated for no reason. They are creating the environment that they're in because of fear. They are creating the hostile environment by illustrating the thing that they fear most has come upon them. Because no matter what it is, if you are afraid of it, you're going to have to deal with it. That's one of the challenges that is promised to you. Now, at the end of the day, when we're talking about something as simple as being videotaped, if you don't like people videotaping, get another job. That's one. And then two, if you want people to change their perception of you, you have to give them a different view. So by restricting them viewing you, you're telling them what they've already seen is who you are. When you're obstructing somebody's view of your actions, you're showing them that just like police officers always say, well, what do you got to hide? You're illustrating that you have something to hide because the very behavior that you detest, you illustrate. Because I always talk about children mimicking those around them. They mimic their adults. They, why? Because they're learning how to be human. Police officers are mimicking other police officers. They're mimicking the behaviors of their brethren and it's not being corrected. And just like any child, their behavior that they're mimicking only gets worse when there is no discipline, when there is no accountability, when there is no chastising. That's when the behavior is cemented as correct because the brain only remembers two things, that's pleasure and pain. If you're not getting any pain from incorrect behavior, you're gonna continue doing it. And guess what? You're gonna see how far that line goes. 
because one, you do something like the officers in Arizona. Most of the officers that are doing these killings, they've been involved in multiple. And it's one of those things where you're looking at police departments such as that in Chicago and Eddie T. Johnson's police department, where these officers that are involved in all these shootings, they're involved in multiple shootings, and they've also had multiple disciplinary actions drawn up against them, but they're still there. But you're gonna ask for somebody else to give you the benefit of the doubt when all you've shown is fuckery. What is good about someone you know is fucked up and still there? What is good about someone that's supposed to be protecting me and you know they are not mentally capable of doing it in a professional manner? Why are they still working? Because a $7 an hour or a minimum wage worker at a place like a McDonald's or a Jack in the Box or any other fast food serving place, they are not allowed the mistakes that someone that's making six figures is allowed. You don't have to do your job properly, but I'm going to pay you more. You don't have to do your job properly, but I'm going to promote you. You don't have to do your job properly, and guess what? I'm not getting rid of you. You just keep fucking off. You just keep hurting people. You just keep doing the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do, and it's okay. And guess what? Get the people to respect you. Tell them they have to respect you because you're wearing the uniform. But then you're not even following your law. So why should I respect you if you're not able to do what you took an oath to do? If you can't follow directions, why am I listening to you? Because that means you can't lead. You can't lead me if you have no idea what you, if you can't control you, what the hell am I supposed to do with you? I, 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 you know, can, can anybody, leave me a comment on that. If you can't control you, what in the hell am I supposed to be doing? Why, if you can't trust you, why can't, why do I have to? Why is me even trust you an option? Why are you still working? Because anybody that works for me, if they're incompetent, because that's what that is. If you're not able to follow directions, you're incompetent. If you're not able to form your job duties as you wrote down, you did this. I didn't tell you to do. I didn't tell you to apply. I didn't tell you to do any of this other shit. If you're not able to do what you said you're going to do, why in the hell are you working for me? Why am I giving you money to be here? Because at the end of the day, the only thing you're going to do is make me lose money. The only thing you're going to do is make people not trust me because you're incompetent and I'm keeping your stupid ass here. And... These are the simple things that most people have no clue of what's going on. Why? Because they don't fight back. Because at the end of the day, if you're dealing with me, you automatically know, get your 12. I don't care if it's jaywalking, get your 12. Because guess what I'm doing? I'm pulling your police report. I'm going to challenge you at every aspect of this venture. I'm going to set a motion for hearing. I'm going to talk to, we're going to have to talk about it. Because you got to get 12 people plus Jesus to say, I did something wrong. We got to talk. Because I can't, I can't give you any money. Because you're not my dependent. If you work for me, 
and I'm handing you money and you're not doing your job properly, because I have loved ones that are police officers. Don't get me wrong. Want them all to be home safe and do the job properly and all that good stuff. But if they're doing something wrong, because they ask questions, I let them know. Does it go against department policy? Yeah. But most of them understand the exercising. I use that word again, exercising. Say what you know. They exercise officer discretion. Because at the end of the day, they know 90% of those folks are not going to fight. They know that off top. But they understand if they stop somebody, that could be their mother, that could be their wife, that could be their daughter, that can be their son, that can be their father, that can be their husband. It could be somebody else that's on the other end of that that belongs to them. It could be another officer. Why? They make sure that bitch is beautiful. They treat each and every person that they stop or encounter with respect. They treat them with a smile. They don't grab their guns because they're not pussies. They don't perform their life as cowards. They don't interact in their job as a coward. Why? Because they understand the first duty that they have to the public is preservation of life. They want the people to not see them as monsters. They don't want anybody to fear them because a scared person will hurt you. They want to get home. So that way, whenever somebody film them, they smile, they wave. They let them interact. If there's a potential danger, they'll let them know, hey, if you mind backing up a little bit, because I don't know if this person has a gun because I haven't checked them yet. So stand uh, stand out the way, so let me do this. But if you see somebody out here, with, to see something jump off, you get the hell on. Because at the end of the day, they understand. They want a different image for who a police officer is. And here's the even scarier point of that portion of this conversation is the fact that we see so many videos of horrible police officers. That's only a small percentage of actual police officers. But the problem is just like when you're getting diagnosed with something and the doctor tells you, okay, well, this is what the problem is. And then you don't go back to the hospital. You don't go through treatment. You don't take the medication. Police officers in the blue wall are condoning that behavior because they're not correcting that paper that behavior they're not taking the medication they're not disciplining those people that are in there why because they're cementing their behavior by encouragement the encouragement is done through non-action the encouragement is done through non-pain so now we're seeing images of folks that are just doing stuff with impunity and not being held accountable why because the public's not holding them accountable and the, their brethren are not holding them accountable and understanding their job is to be open or amenable to us at all times. Because I said that in one of my earlier videos. I think that was like video five. And now we're seeing where that comes from in the first <coughs> amendment action of the Freedom of Information Act and the Open Government Act of 2007. Now we're understanding amenability. Why? Because amenability is accountability. Why? Because they're supposed to be open at all times. And if you don't understand what the word means, please look it up. A-M-E-N-A-B-L-E. 
<laughs> so amenable at all times. Even look up the Georgia Constitution. It's in there. It's like ragu. It's in there. Understand the enforcement has to be done by us because they're not going to hold themselves accountable. Because when you're looking at this and you're understanding that who's who's liable to us? The elected officials, the appointed officials, the employees of the state and federal government. These are the people that are amenable to us at all times. And then I told you the one thing about law, understanding words have power. It must be governed by a presumption of openness. We must be able to see what they're doing, which is why you have these Supreme Court cases that say it's okay to film them performing their jobs. Long as we're not disturbing them and their feelings do not dictate that. If you're out of the way, they have no choice. Why? Because it's in their guidelines. And even when you're doing a Freedom of Information Act request, the portion of this that actually stands out the most to me is Section 552A, Section 6, Section A of Title 5, again, which is the Freedom of Information Act, talks about the time limit these agencies have to turn over the information that you are requesting. And the 20-day period under that clause shall commence on the day on which the request is first received by the appropriate component of the agency. Now, there's a means in which I often tell people how to send their request. Because when you're doing things, one of the things is not what you know, it's what you can prove. And how you can prove something is received is through one signature. Signature shows acceptance. You know, remember I talked about contracts and the acceptance is the signature. Okay, well again, that signature is acceptance. And one of the ways you can get that signature is through certified mail. And they get so much mail, they're just gonna sign for it. And once that signature is signed, the clock starts. It's not on the day you send it, it's on the day that's received. And at the end of the day, they have 20 days. Why? It's, and again, that's not me. That's in the supreme law of the land, which is the act of freedom of information. It's written. Now, I know I'm going to have some people that tell me, oh, well, that's not true because they have this time and because their policy state. I don't give a fuck about policy. I don't teach policy. I don't give, I give no shits about policy because I'm not a part of your corporation. So therefore, your policy does not apply to me. But federal law does and federal law says 20 days. I'm going to say federal law, the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution Howlett v. Rose, 20 days. I don't care if you don't like it. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Because here's, here's my favorite thing. You don't like it. That's cool. I love it. That's even better for me. But let's say we bet your pension on it. Because obstructing or violating federal law 
let's have a Supreme Court or let's have a federal court judge dictate your actions and we'll bet your pension on it. Because if you're doing the right thing according to policy and it's conflicts with federal law and you think you're doing the right thing, bet your pension. Let's go talk to this federal court judge with this law that's clearly established since 1966 of July 4th. Let's see if that federal court judge agrees with you or if he's going to do Stairs Durst. Desi. Stair Desi. Let's see if he's going to do that. Is he going to stand by a decision already made that was written in July 4th, 1966? Let's see if he changes and rides with you because of your policy that was written when the fuck ever. No one cares about your policy because the supreme law of the land, Howlett v. Rose, dictates federal law and supreme court decisions are the supreme law of the land and both of those go against your policy the selective incorporation doctrine goes against your policy but it's the supreme law of the land because if there's a conflict we go to federal law federal law states 20 days so anything other than 20 days you violated federal law and you are personally liable because of decisions you've made. Why? Because it's clearly established. I'm going to keep harping on that because at the end of the day, clearly established is how someone violates their qualified immunity and lose it. Because I actually did it. That video for me was really informative. Because I want to see how many people is actually going to lose focus on what the video is. And it's also one of the reasons why I do five to seven minute videos. Because I want to make sure you stay on topic. Make sure you keep the understanding of what it is that I'm saying. Which is, I want you to pick up what I'm putting down. You understand? I want to make sure you are where you need to be when I'm giving it to you. I want to make sure that everything that is being done is being understood. I want to make sure that you know that I'm trying to show you that I love you. I want to make sure you have the ability to love you too. I want to make sure when you get up in the morning, you know you can win. I want to make sure you understand that you have a winner on your side. I want to make sure you understand that everything that you need is not out of reach. It is going to cost you time. Because ignorance is going to be one of two things. But it's definitely going to be the biggest thing that you carry or the most expensive thing that you carry throughout your life. Because if you don't know something, you're going to pay for it or it's going to cost you time to learn it. You're going to pay for it with something. You're going to pay for it with time or money. And this way, I'm showing you love because I want your time. Take your time to listen to the podcast. Take your time to watch the videos. Now, if there's something else that you need or you're not feeling then it's going to cost you a couple of dollars. (laughs) But at the end of the day, time or money is what ignorance is going to cost you. I'm showing you that all you have to pay for is your desire to not be put in shackles. Your desire to say, you know what, enough is enough. I want to get out this corner. I want you to understand, because even again, even with police officers, they're not trained on the things that I'm giving you. Because their job deals mainly with the enforcement of policy for the generation of revenue. 
And yes, I do know I have police officers that listen to me. Yes, I know I have judges that listen to me. But at the end of the day, they know what I'm saying is right. Why? Because it makes their job easier. If you actually understand and understand how to apply what it is I'm giving you. Because that's what I'm teaching. I don't teach you just cases. I can talk about cases all day long. But I have to teach you application. What are the principles of this application? What's the selection of this application? This is why whenever I bring up Terry v. Ohio, the application is broad as hell. But that's why I have to give you Terry v. Ohio and then offer you other cases that deal with that pretty much premise or situation. Why? Because that way you know how to apply it. I show you videos where Terry v. Ohio applies and what portion of it applies to that situation because you may see that situation but not understand the case itself because if I go into just the case, it gives you so many aspects. But I'm teaching application of those aspects. I want you to be able to get up and understand being a winner is easy. It's the stuff that people don't see that makes you great. Because a lot of people love Steph Curry's jump shot, but they don't see him in the gym for hours and hours and hours. They didn't see the years of growing up and hours and hours and hours of work he put in. They see the hour and a half that he puts on the court in front of the TV cameras. And they're mesmerized, but they don't understand that there's something that goes in the work that's off the scene. It's what you do in the dark that allows your light to shine. This is one of the things I'm helping you allow your light to shine. Because, again, it's for you to be home and safe. It's for your children to be home and safe. It's even for the officers to get home and be safe. Why? Because they now understand the aspects of what it is that they're that's expected of them. Let's call it that. This is what the public expects from you. This is what your job entails. It doesn't entail you being aggressive because I everybody understands that 90% of the people that police officers encounter on a daily basis are knuckleheads. We get it. We know it. Yeah, everybody's lying, blah, 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 blah. But what about the 5% or the 10% that's not? What about the 5% that are medically hurt that need your assistance? What about the 5% that are actually doing nothing and need your assistance and need you to understand that intelligence is needed? Those are the aspects why you have to make sure that bitch is beautiful. And those of you that are offended by me saying the word bitch, uh, yeah, get over it or turn this shit off. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that this bitch is beautiful because we want to make sure that not only what we're doing is the right thing because we have to sow certain seeds because we want to reap certain benefits. So therefore, if I'm going to ask you to sow a beautiful seed so I can reap a beautiful seed, I've got to sow that same beautiful seed to reap that same beautiful seed. Because at the end of the day, the requirements of you being open, the demand of you being amendable, the understanding that 
everybody's not a criminal. The apathy that's being set forth, the image that's being portrayed can change. But at the end of the day, it starts with fighting back against those that are not doing the right thing. That's fighting back against, as police as against the criminal element. Because when you become the criminal element by not performing your job in the way it's supposed to be done, shouldn't you also be held liable? Should the people not take a stance of protecting themselves? Should we just keep accepting the norm? Should we be in fear of our life every time we talk to a police officer? Because we're dealing with someone that's low in intelligence and not doing their first duty of preserving one's life. That's hiding something because they don't want to be seen on camera. Because they don't want the image to change that they are actually good people. Is that on us or is that on them? Because when we're looking, we're looking at these requests and we're trying to do these videos. We're distributing our information out to the masses. When is that line going to be drawn to where we're seeing good? Because Officer Norman out of Arkansas shouldn't be the only good officer we see. We shouldn't see Officer Shaq playing basketball as the only thing we see. We shouldn't see the officers that have gone out of their way to make sure. Because even, I even like the guy, I don't even know where he's at. But the guy that actually put on the boxing gloves to talk to this young man. And the way he reached him was, you know what, let me take, every, let me take everything off. I'm going to lock my gun up. We're going to box. And sometimes that's how you work shit out. You know what? Let's do something that's not normal. Because the shock and awe of the entire situation, people respond to extremes. Sometimes you have to do something overly kind to be noticed, to even for somebody to even recognize that you're attempting to do something different. Because I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you an El Paso example. I'm not sure how familiar anybody is with Wayward Pines. When I first got to El Paso, Texas, I actually thought of this place as Wayward Pines. Why? Because I grew up, grew up in Georgia, got people in Chicago. I got people spread out all over, all over the continent, right? I even went to Hawaii and they are some of the rudest people I've ever seen in my life. And it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Don't really want to ever go back because, yeah, it is what it is. But El Paso, Texas is portrayed because we're right next to Juarez. Because you want to hear all this bullshit about the border and blah, 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 blah. Now, it's depicted as a horrible, violent, crazy place. I've been here almost five years. I'm going to say that. I've been here almost five years. I can't think of one murder. People here die of natural causes. And they are eerily happy. They are eerily. It is unconventional how happy people are here. It actually made me nervous that people would actually say, hey, do you need anything? And they actually meant it. If you need anything, give me a call. These people actually mean that. 
It is out of the norm for someone here to do something that's completely underhanded. That is the, no, everybody here is, they're scary nice. It's like, you know what, this shit is not real. And then it's actually, it took me a while to, and then I thought about, okay, what kind of life I've been living to think that people that are genuinely happy, something's wrong with them. What's wrong with these people? They always smile. Everybody's showing me all the damn teeth, even if they ain't got a whole bunch of them, they showing them to me. Why? That's what needs to be projected. Police need to show that everyone's not a fucking moron. That's not a racist. That's trying to plant evidence. That's not trying to kill people for no reason. We need to see that. The Freedom of Information Act requires that. The Open Government Act requires that. Your sworn oath requires that. So why is that being difficult when it's asked for? Why is upholding federal law the one thing you swore to do? Why is that being difficult? Why can't we make that bitch beautiful? Because at the end of the day, when we're doing these requests, when we're making these videos, when we're sitting there and we're observing, we're looking for a reason to believe the programming. And you hear me talk about programming more often than not because that's just what it is. It's programming. We are programmed to believe the police are good guys. Even when they're doing wrong, we're programmed to believe it. And we're looking for a reason to believe it, but we're not seeing it. And then nobody's saying anything about it on the police side. They're complaining that we don't believe it, but they're not doing anything to show it. Because again, it's a random video where we see a good police officer. It's a random video when we're seeing an officer doing something good. But it's an expected video to see six or seven officers beating an unconscious or, or a handcuffed person or shooting an unarmed person or an officer that is trained for combat in an outright panic. And then we're looking for reasons to excuse that officer's behavior. But, oh, 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 he should have complied. Complied to what? Because if you don't have a lawful reason to be there, you're still a servant. Which is why an officer can't give instructions. Because an officer giving instructions is a Fourth Amendment violation. Why? Because it's clearly established in Terryville, Ohio. See, it's another one of those aspects. It's another one of those situations. Because if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, if you're handing me a quarter pound and I ordered a Big Mac, and it's clear on that menu that the quarter pound is goddamn different from the Big Mac, and I have an issue with you handing me that quarter pounder, you should not be upset when I throw a tantrum or throw that quarter pounder back in your face or throw it on the ground and tell you I want my money back because you should know how to perform your job. Now, I'm going to also say this because I know I'm going to get some trash for that too. 
no, I don't throw temper tantrums and throw food on the ground. And I do get a little bit loud. I will. I don't know. I don't get. Uh, uh, I don't get world star loud, but <laughs> I will. You know, get, you you get the Barry White from me. You get the deep voice. You get the facial change. You you will get that. I become more authoritative. I become more direct. But yeah, I don't throw tantrums. And at the end of the day, one of the things that we need to understand is if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, that allows us to believe the program. And understand the requirement of amenability is done on each and every agency. It's not something that is done for shits and giggles. It's not done just to aggravate people. Section 552, Section A, again, Title V, the Freedom of Information Act. It requires each agency to establish a system to assign an individual tracking number for each request received that will take no longer than 10 days to process and provide each person making a request the tracking number assigned to them to the request. And understanding, they have 20 days to get it to you. Now, should they give it to you free? No, because they still have to, you know, account for their resources. They still have to account for the ink, the paper, blah, 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 whatever your request is. Generally, it's going to be something that's going to be done in writing. And you should be prepared to take 10 bucks because you're making a request. Take 10 bucks, you know, because, again, we don't want them using that as an excuse to not perform properly. Or that I don't have enough police officers because I'm paying these guys a half a million dollars and we can't hire new people. Well, I say, you know, make sure you got people in there that's doing the job properly. You won't have to hire more. Because if you can send, if the Navy SEALs can send in five guys to take out damn near half an army, uh, it doesn't take 500,000 police officers to control an area of a half a million people. So understanding what it is that has to be done is done because of their requirement of amenability. It's done through federal law. It's already established. We don't have to keep doing all these extra things. And even when we're looking through this, we have to understand when we're talking 20 days, we're not talking, you know, four weeks. We're talking 20 days, including Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to say that we're talking 20 days, including Saturday and Sunday. And the elapsed business days. Now, you can't turn one in on a Saturday. Because generally, if you actually notice how the mail works, those are special request days. So it probably won't get there to Monday. That's why it works on a receive day. But Monday, the clock starts for your 20 days, which includes Saturday and Sunday. Because policing doesn't stop on Saturday and Sunday. It actually increases. So understanding the receiving date is the day your 20 days start. Business days will probably be the day it delivered. The weekends count once it's received. Now, understanding the 
the end of this for the most part is recording the police is something that is legally able to do you're able to do it should be done with impunity now are there guidelines because you know there are certain situations where 10 feet is sufficient there are also guidelines to which you might want to do this across the street because if you had in the middle of a shootout 10, 10 feet not good enough why because they're responsible for your safety they are liable for your safety because you're injured in one of these crossfires guess what they're liable because they're tasked with your safety but offering them an opportunity to do their job properly and recording it and them allowing you to do that without impunity is what they're supposed to do and when we're talking about doing these requests it's a part of the holding them accountable it's part of making sure they are doing the job that they swore that they would do and it's following the guidelines of the supremacy clause of the United States Constitution it's following the guidelines of federal law of the Freedom of Information Act which is input with the Open Government Act of 2007 which makes anyone with a cell phone I want to say that one more time anyone with a cell phone and access to Facebook or YouTube makes them a freelance journalist, which allows them to exercise. I, I, I mean, I, I, that word just keeps popping up. Exercise. 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 Man only has the right he will offend, defend. He only has the rights he will defend. Will you defend your rights? Will you exercise? Are you going to exercise? Or are you going to tell them it's okay? Are you going to condone their behavior? Are you just going to shoot them some money and just call it a day? Because you're being inconvenienced. Are you just going to give them what God gave you? Because at the end of the day, when you're, con when you're not holding someone accountable, you're condoning it. And then when you're condoning something, that means you're giving them something. Right? Pretty much... Whether it's a physical or it's an implied, it's being conceived as acceptance. Because you have to give them permission to govern you. You have to give them permission to do their job. Why? Because they chose to serve you. And at the end of the day, are you going to hold them liable for their in <laughs> inadequacies? In ineffectiveness <laughs> let's go with that of not doing their job properly not being amenable to you at all times not following the guidelines of federal law of clearly established law through supreme court decisions and federal guidelines which is the supreme law are, if you, are you really worrying about the constitution are you really worrying about your rights because I say this a lot. And actually I'm about to close because my throat's starting to hurt. This is why I don't want to give you guys an hour. Because this is this is tough. This is hard work. You know, if you also want to donate to the Keep My Throat 
uh, what do you call that, uh, from being gravelly, you know, Venmo, Cash App, Google Wallet, hell, even Super Chat whenever I get back on. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, being serious, we need to be able to exercise those rights that God gave us. We need to be prepared to be adversarial. We need to hold them accountable. We need to tell them, no, it's not okay for you not to do your job properly. We need to return that quarter pound and get our Big Mac. If they don't want to give it to us, then we need to go somewhere else or we need to get someone else to give it to us because they are not going to do their job properly. And at the end of the day, you shouldn't have to make a man or woman work. If they don't want to work, don't make them. But make sure you understand your worth and that people give you what you're supposed to have. So that's all I got for today. I love you guys. Hopefully y'all are here for me next week and we're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it going, keep it growing. Until next time. This shit getting colossal.